0: I'm Suzanne.
1: And I'm Peter. And together we are (laughs) Sex sex Advice advice for for Seniors. seniors. Still.
0: Anyway, what are we talking about today?
1: Well, my proposal was that we talk about sort of fantasies and masturbation and and that sort of thing because there's a lot of taboos and a lot of um, difficult territory for, for people in general, I think.
0: I think that's very true. I mean... I think that there's a lot of women. Well, if that Emma Thompson movie that I actually saw is anything to go by, <laughs> there's a lot is of women. Is that directed at me? No, I'm not saying anything. (laughs) I'm just saying you didn't see it. Um, There's a lot of women, um, and she was one who apparently had never masturbated before and had never had an orgasm. And the two things, as we know, are not necessarily connected. Although I suspect, and I'm just putting it out there, that if you are a woman, especially, who does masturbate, then your chances of having an orgasm are probably greater.
1: Oh, yeah, almost certainly.
0: Because I mean, men sort of grow up with their cock in their hand. No, almost, it's,
1: yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just part of us.
0: It's just part of you and the yeah. way you are. And uh,
1: yeah, whereas I think women have to be directed in that in that direction quite uh, quite positively, um, or have to feel that there's something i have got to discover. For boys, it's just there, you know. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, you play with your willy all the time when you're young and then eventually it goes hard and you think, oh, hello, what's this? <laughs> and then you rub it a bit and you think, oh, that's quite nice actually. And uh, <laughs> whereas I think for girls, I don't know, obviously, but I think for girls it's much more of a voyage of discovery really. Yeah. And you've got to, you've got to find what's going on.
0: Yeah, and I think similarly for me, I think it was the shower head. It? <laughs> it was a shower head, one of those shower heads that's on a hose, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. back in the day we used to have in, on the bathtub, you didn't, you had two, you had the rubber things yeah, and I they know. went over the taps yeah. and then they connected to a shower hose and I think it was one day that I discovered See, in a similar way, no, not obviously I didn't do that, but in a similar way, I discovered that when I put it in a certain area, it yeah. felt really nice. And then I just kept it there for a while yeah. and thought, oh, that feels really nice. Yeah. And then eventually something happened and I thought, "Whoa, what was that? That was really exciting. And then, yeah. of course, you just want to carry on doing that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and, maybe. But, you know, maybe if we're you, not
1: so dissimilar after all. Well, you but,
0: and I probably aren't. But well, maybe some other people are yeah. quite dissimilar. No,
1: I, I think I think you're right. I think some women, maybe a lot of women, I don't know how many, but a lot of women um, really don't uh, don't examine themselves and don't experiment and probably never have an orgasm. Yeah. Certainly not with a man.
0: No, I think that's very true. And interesting, you should say about the discovering down there, because actually, in order to look at the view that you get sometimes,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's quite difficult for us. Sure, like because we, when we look down, we don't see yeah. all the bits, you know. Yeah. like yeah, that's so. Good. Then you have to take a mirror, yeah. and you have to put it out there. And I remember thinking for a while that maybe mine was shaped in an odd way because I didn't know what they really look like. Yeah, And let's face it, all women's parts are all different. And sometimes you see, you know, you see pictures of naked women and you just think, oh, God, mine doesn't look like that. Or, Mm, mm. oh, maybe mine does look a bit like that. Or Mm. whereas men's willies, you know, they're small and they're large and they're fat or they're not so fat, but they all kind of look this you know they look yeah. relatively the same unless and, you've got. And a they mu- can't
1: be overlooked either. And
0: you can't not look at them yeah, because yeah. if you look down, they're just there. Yeah, so, exactly. So, exactly. so I think that's also really interesting because yeah. actually I don't look at mine very often if I'm really honest. And the only times I would is when. And I probably, if I'm really honest, I probably haven't like taken a mirror and looked down there no, <laughs> more right. than maybe half a dozen times in my life. Yeah, really. Right. Because there's no reason for me to no. that what am I gonna see? <laughs> like I'm yeah. just gonna see a bunch of parts. And that's yeah, it's yeah. not it's not exciting or unexciting. Um so I think it's partly a result of the fact that it is quite difficult to examine yourself as a woman. Yeah. And the way that we get stimulated is so vastly different. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing is that it's not that... It's not just a case of going like this. Faster. You make it sound so simple. <laughs> <laughs> Fast or slow. Yeah. It can be like the area in which you rub is quite different. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't, you know, getting really graphic like the clitoris, if you if you rub directly on the clitoris, it's actually really painful. Yeah, yeah. So you can't, you know, it's not a case of like, oh let's pull the hood back and look at no, no. <laughs> don't do that. That's really gonna hurt. But yeah, maybe yeah, it right. doesn't hurt some people, but mainly I think it does. And yeah. so it's yeah so we it's kind of like you said you either have to accidentally find it mm. or you have to positively be promoted it mm. by someone who suggests oh that was do you do that that was fun and women just don't we don't talk about when,
1: it when you were when you were little when you were kids did you not experiment and Play about around with other kids. I mean, I remember when I kind of been older than about eleven, I suppose, um, in a shed in the back, back a friend's back garden, um, you know, playing with each other, and because it felt good at yeah, the yeah. time, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, that was that was there were all sorts sorts of things like that because. For men, it's very easy in many ways. You know, there is this thing and it gets hard. (laughs) And if you rub it, it will come. (laughs) Uh, Whereas, I mean, even medically, we're only just realising how big the clitoris is. True. And how, you know, how it's not just a little button at the top, but, you know... It yeah. goes right the way around and inside and all sorts of places yeah. and G-spots I... and all sorts of things. You know.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, that's, I, I, there's lots of talk about all of that sort of thing. And I think sometimes that's to make men feel better. If no. I'm really honest, because, right. because sure, you can have penetrative sex with, no clitoral stimulation whatsoever and don't get me wrong it feels really nice yeah really really nice and lots of stuff happens like lots of exciting things happen but for me there is nothing to replace and lots of women may argue with me on this one and i'm okay with that because Mm -hmm. i there's plenty of people that back me up that a clitoral orgasm is as close as we get to a male orgasm where you have a climax and you come and there's a very definite plateau that you go through right. and you can feel that and then you go and then something happens and that is an orgasm mm. you can say that there's a vaginal orgasm and i question whether that really exists mm. and there are lots of women who goes oh i have these amazing vaginal orgasms for me, I think is that just the nice feeling that I get
1: when mm. I'm having
0: penetrative sex because it mm. feels good, but it's not the same a as word. a clitoral orgasm. Yeah. And similarly, this whole G-spot thing, yeah, I don't, you don't know about that. right? I okay. don't. I d- I think there's. I think there's the big one. Yeah, and then I think there's lots of other sub ones.
1: Well, exactly. I mean, <laughs> but they're not. That's the what I mean. That's, that's the difference. That you know, between men and women, men have, have you, one orgasm, you and, have... and you can see uh, how it happens. Um, and there may be, well, there may be slight differences, but it's it's a very straightforward thing. Whereas with women. Um, we poor men are never quite <laughs> sure what we're doing, really, No. because nobody's ever told us really. <laughs> and right. then, and then you watch pornography when well, you know when you're when you're fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and it's again just mysterious.
0: Uh, yeah. And then, then in, nine its, times in its very
1: straightforwardness, you know, you stick it in, you move it around a bit, and then she comes, and and then you find. Oh, no, she doesn't, actually. No, no, <laughs> she almost never, she
0: almost never almost does. never does. She almost never does. Yeah. I hate to tell you, she almost never does. <laughs> I know. I've found that out. But in I... In like
1: 62 years.
0: Yeah, but I think if you don't masturbate, going back to, as a woman and your only experience of sex is penetrative sex then frankly
1: yeah.
0: you can you can go through life thinking that those lovely pleasant feelings that you feel in your vagina are your orgasm because yeah. you probably because if a guy is not it, it, look it's not even about being like an expert on anything it's just mm-hmm. like if you don't do the things that need to be done like if that little Clitoris doesn't get rubbed on a constant basis. It's like, look, I always say to men, it's like this if you took the shaft of your penis and just went up and down, and then you just stopped for a while, (laughs) and then you just went up and down again, and you just stopped for a while, and then you went up and down again. A, you would get incredibly frustrated. You would be like, could you just keep going for long enough to get me there? Because that's what it's like. It's like you get to the point, you're like, ooh, ooh, that feels so good. It feels so good. Keep going, keep going. No, they stop. And then you're just like, oh, I was really enjoying that.
1: Maybe the problem is that we (laughs) transfer our experience of orgasm to the woman and and expect it to work in exactly the same way you know that there is um you know you just do do that until it happens and uh (laughs) there's no subtlety at all um no yeah uh, maybe i don't know i don't know it's i uh, mean
0: i always think that we are mainly responsible as women we are mainly responsible for our own orgasms we are we you need to know how your body works that's this whole point of this conversation about masturbation you need to understand how your body works in order to be able to tell your partner very important to tell your partner how it works no. right? because they're not mind readers no, no, no. they don't know exactly. your body like you do so they can't they're not like some super guessers of the universe
1: where well this, this again <laughs> where it comes down to communication isn't it really mm. um because you know if you go through the fairly traditional uh way of being together of being married or whatever and no one's explained this to you that that you are different <laughs> and things work differently and you'll have to do this, that, and the other to to get there. Um, then you are, you're never gonna do it. You're never gonna know. So you've got yeah. to communicate these things to each other. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think for I think for oldies like us, um, we probably. We're probably the last generation that was was brought up you know quite so ignorant about sex i think mm. I like to think that even just below <laughs> us, you know people are a bit more clued up. I mean, you do wonder sometimes, but yeah, um but communication between the people having sex, whoever they are. And in whatever combination is is really important to know that you know that's not doing it for me and I you know
0: no exactly and please stop because that hurts yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know? can you yeah. please stop yeah I think it's and and it, I don't know if that's true of the generations I think it's I think you kind of have to start as you mean to go on I mean the mistake I made as I've said before is I never talked about it in my twenties. I'd never talked about it in my 30s. And I had to learn in my 40s how to articulate my desire. And that was only through getting to a point where I was open enough and honest enough about myself and everything else that I felt comfortable enough to be able to do that. I suppose that the the challenge sometimes is that it can feel a bit like rejection Mm. if you're If you say to somebody, no, stop that, please. Yeah. You know, you can, especially the men's fragile ego. You may think my fragile ego isn't able to deal with the fact that I'm not like a super stud. Yeah. And you've just told me that something that I'm doing isn't Isn't working working. for you, right? So so you have to be able to do it in a way that makes both of you feel like it's getting you to a better place. And I always think rather than say don't do it like this say you know it feels really good yeah. when you do that as an example yeah, well, or that's,
1: that's a basic rule for all interaction <laughs> in, in a relationship it
0: isn't is it, it is know. or um oh don't cook the potatoes
1: uh, like that i like potatoes like this
0: <laughs> or uh I really love it when you do that or, so, you know, something yeah, like
1: that. Yeah. And, because and, the, what happens is often, I think, um, is that you go for quite a long time doing something. The other person doesn't tell you that they don't <laughs> like it until you're in the midst of a divorce or whatever, splitting <laughs> up and they say, and another thing, you've been doing this for X years and I really don't like it. And oh, yeah. by then it's too late it's horrible isn't it as yeah. well yeah. there's nothing worse there's no, no worse feeling than <laughs> knowing
0: that you've just spent 20 years of your life with somebody and you've been like pushing on the wrong part of their vagina yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah
0: uh, i shouldn't laugh really it's not very no, funny but, no. <laughs> it's, it's, but it is it does happen though. it does happen yeah yeah and but it's interesting. You say the male masturbation thing is um, is always kind of you know it's all kind of the same. That's kind of true, but that's kind of not true. And one of the fun things, just slightly diverting a bit, mm. when you send people sexy videos of yourself, I'm not saying you personally, but mm. one's self. When you send sexy videos of oneself, yeah, um, doing things to oneself. It gives you a really good indication of what, how the other person likes things mm, done. Mm,
1: mm.
0: I notice that. I'm like, ah, oh, interesting. Oh, I <laughs> have taken note of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm maybe a bit too slow or maybe I'm a bit too fast or maybe I'm this or maybe I'm that, you yeah. know, because actually watching somebody do it to themselves and that's kind of the next level of intimacy yeah. and you know i even i get a bit uncomfortable about that i yeah. say even i as if i'm like whatever um, well, you're a bit
1: more whatever than those people <laughs>
0: maybe is i i sometimes think oh you know that is that does give away quite a bit of information in terms of what somebody does like, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, And so those are ways that you can share how you enjoy pleasure for yourself with your partner in a way that maybe doesn't feel so scary. Yeah. Like, I'm going to give you this little training manual here, (laughs) this visual training manual. Just watch it a few times Mm -hmm. and, you know, discover And um, strangely, many years ago, I produced some sex education videos. I didn't star in them for anybody who's curious to know that. (laughs) I did not star. I produced them, which means I put up the money. Some sex education videos for adults Um, and they were kind of fairly basic ways of giving oral pleasure, different positions that you could you know, use all sorts of stuff like that. And this, you know, being, um, being the kind of material it was, it didn't take long for my, much, my t- late teenage boys to get a copy of this. Yeah, sure. And to send it around to some of their mates. Mm-hmm. And I was told through the grapevine that is my family that these videos were really effective. Oh, In helping these young men learn about women. Oh, that's good. And it was because they'd spent too long watching pornography. Yeah. Hadn't really got it, yeah. like you said. Yeah. Watch these videos and they were like, oh, whoa, okay. Yeah. That's how that's you do this, very this yeah. stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, no... I- and oh, yeah. I think a lot of men have not got that kind of basic training that they need.
1: It's true. <laughs> That's <I'm> saying, true. true. <laughs> I mean, when I was, when we were kids, when I was young, uh, I remember finding my mum's copy of um, The Joy of Sex. Oh, right. And that was bedtime reading for quite a long time <laughs> for me.
0: Did she know that?
1: Uh, oh, I suspect she did, you know. Yeah. Um, Mums know these sorts of things. Probably, you know. Um, uh, and then came the pornography, when yeah. you got this completely, completely distorted view of what was going on. Yeah. Um, and and then, you know, you kind of moved into having real, real, real relationships, and you carried. The pornography more than you carried the... Joy of sex. The joy of sex, which wasn't great manual either way. But but (laughs) it wasn't bad. Yeah, it
0: wasn't bad. My parents had a copy of it. I think most... I think actually Uh, most parents of our age would have you know if they were liberated in that way mm. that was an acceptable way to learn about sex education and actually
1: yeah
0: it was a really lovely book yeah yeah like a really nice book and yeah. the illustrations were quite <laughs> funny in yeah. that sort of 70s or whatever it was way yeah but but yeah it was a really lovely book but as you said they don't get those sorts of the kids don't get those manuals anymore no no the no, manual no. is pornography yeah yeah boys learn to masturbate watching pornography mainly yeah. girls are also learning a lot of stuff from pornography which frankly is not healthy at all no, it's the, and it's so everyone's getting, getting this stupidly skewed idea of what pleasure is mm. and it doesn't it's it doesn't really it doesn't work for anybody mm. it doesn't work for anybody so yeah, I mean, coming back to... I mean, I, I sort of think in a way that we are lucky having grown up in that time of innocence where I could learn about my body through a shower head. Yeah. And you could learn about your body through just, well, having your willy in your hand. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, just, and, that was yeah. it. and that was it, really. Yeah. And I think that's kind of... Without any of that visual stimulation that you had in those early days. And I know certainly I didn't. I had no, I had no, there were no reference material going off in my head while I was doing any of that. It wasn't until a bit like you, much later, that I started discovering all of this stuff, which has not helped me in the long run, really, if I'm really honest about it. Like, seeing all the stuff that's on the internet and stuff has not benefited me and my sexuality one iota. In fact, I've had to unwind... Much of my learning to fully get back to intimacy in a way that feels natural and not t- not jaded by mm. sexual and you know yeah. gymnastic expectations. Yeah, and-
1: but I think I think for men especially um, who are not communicating with their wives, pornography is is the sort of. A gateway drug. it's a, ga- well, it's a, double, <laughs> a gateway dr- well it's not it's not even a gateway it's just goes nowhere yeah really you know it's yeah. just you, men will sit in their rooms masturbating to pornography um rather than communicate to their partners yeah. what it is they want and you know and I think it is mainly men who do that I think yeah, you know men and pornography and women and pol- pornography and the rest of it um yeah is it perhaps something we should talk about in some future podcast but um but uh, pornography for men is 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 a is a is a gateway to nowhere really and um something i think you know generally to be avoided i think if you uh, yeah. if you really want to m- communicate with your with your partner, unless you can build it into your lovemaking. Some people find it very stimulating. Yeah. Um, but um, again, that has to be because you're <laughs> communicating about what it is you're watching on, on screen. Yeah,
0: you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I think that's the thing. It's like, it has its part in relationships as as a kind of extension of fantasies and a sort of almost like a safe way sometimes of, of, um, you know, building fantasies into your, into, into your sex life. But if it goes too far, then it, again, it just becomes, Mm. it just becomes something rather predictable and, and something Mm. that then become something you can't live without because the trigger is just, it's just, that's the trigger. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so it's all about, it's all about kind of understanding what it's doing whilst also not making it completely dominant in, in any relationship. Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I think just again, you know, going back to the topic of pornography of masturbation is that it's, um, it's, it, it is difficult sometimes to, um, you know, as a woman with limited sexual experience, I think
1: mm. for
0: me, the early days of masturbation were innocent and my body was very responsive to, to um, yeah, to just like a showerhead. Yeah. And then as I became more sexually experienced, did more things, got older, started buying sex toys. What I noticed is, is that some of the sex toys that I'd used, some of the very first sex toys, which were super basic, you know, we're talking like one battery, one (laughs) speed, that was it. That was all. All you had. Well, I think. it was
1: just a bullet bat and bullet. Yeah, it was just a bullet. It was and essentially. you had really. <laughs> yes, and it
0: was just that's it.
1: I remember finding my mum's vibrator with the copy of the joys, <laughs> of sex. I um, think
0: I probably also discovered yeah. it around the same time. Could have yeah. been the same week. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and and I yeah and I remember at that point I was you know, that was, that kind of took it up a level because it made it a little bit easier, like moving, using my fingers. Like I did all of that kind of stuff. And then, and then I started getting into more, um, more um, powerful vibrators Mm. and what I noticed with that was that my sensitivity started to reduce Um. and my reliance on these things became much greater Mm. until eventually I had to use these like super super powerful ones and then I realized that actually it was really damaging it probably was it was really damaging my ability to orgasm because I needed to rely on these super powerful vibrators. So I had to wean myself off this these things, right, right, and go back to my little so sig- it really is single a
1: gateway judd. It was yeah. no, yeah. it
0: seriously was, Strange. and it was just one battery yeah. now that I've got just one little battery and <laughs> sometimes that battery gets really weak and it's and then it becomes quite difficult. But but, but, no, but generally boys are the same. it's you know I do think you can over stimulate yeah, your yeah. sexual organ. Oh yeah. And then definitely. boys and I, can and as I've well. seen it with boys. Yeah. And I've seen it with boy not boys, these are men I'm talking about because obviously yeah. I don't have sex with boys. Um but I have seen with men that men that watch too much pornography, even things like masturbating, become very difficult. Yeah. Because the reliance on that trigger starts to become more and more specific. Yeah. And then after a while, you just can't come at all. Well, that's you just
1: that's how, you know, that's how all fetishism works, works. really. Exactly. You know, you end up with this one trigger. You know, yeah. I mean, when you—I uh, said boys because when you when you're a boy, you try out all sorts of ways of, yeah. last of eating, You know, all sorts of you, you <laughs> basically try it with everything that that moves or doesn't move. Watermelons. Really. E- everything. Pumpkins. Yeah, yeah, anything <laughs> that you can make a hole in, basically. Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Anything, yeah, yeah. 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 It's. Uh, Uh, or pies as as they have it in the film you know (laughs) i wouldn't have to think ever tried that but never um, tried a pie yeah (laughs) too worried about getting a pie fetish you know yeah um yeah but yeah you you can become trapped into it being that one stimulation that one trigger the, the way that will get you aroused and get you off you know yeah yeah um and again that's that's because you are you're not you're not investigating and exploring the whole wide sort of gambit of things that are available and one of the good things I think about now being my age uh, you know being our age and having been through you know lots of different experiences is that we can be much more open about Mm. uh uh sex and what we what we enjoy. Yeah. And um and we can communicate much better than than we could before because somehow it's it's kind of moved out of an era of conflict into one that is you know that is an area of potential really.
0: Yeah, that's a very good place to end. I would also say that the more we can Um, use our imagination and use our brains, our biggest sex organ, which is our brains. And the less we can rely on external things like porn, as an example, and the more that we can just communicate our desires and our stuff through the stuff that's going on up here, the more chance we have of being able to be in touch with every part of ourselves Mm. Because I think as well that one of the things I've noticed is that all of this external stuff, while it gets you there, it gets you there, for me anyway, in a kind of like, it's a bit like a hamburger from McDonald's. Mm. It's quick and it's tasty, but Mm. it's not like... It's empty calories. It's empty calories, really. You know? So I just think the more we can just, yeah, just focus on what goes on up here and communicate that to what goes on downstairs which isn't always easy and sometimes I know I'm lazy and I resort to other things but Mm. you know that's okay I'm okay with that just as long as it's not my go-to all the time yeah but yeah I think it's about it's about it is about for both sexes it's about as we've always said and it should we should have some strap line like it's all about the communication because it is really
1: it's all about the talking yeah
0: yeah i do too much of that yeah anyway
1: you do yeah <laughs> <laughs> can't get a word in each way
0: yeah sorry about that mate <laughs> sorry about that mate all right okay well i hope that was a really enlightening and interesting yeah i hope so exploration hope of so. a topic it wasn't
1: that... too long i have no idea how no long it's fine it was fine okay. it's a
0: topic that doesn't get talked about much at our age and and i think it should
1: and i think um obviously we're very open to talking about it and if anybody wants to get in touch and talk about it then please do please do Yes. At the podcast or on TikTok or wherever.
0: Exactly. We're all over the place now.
1: Oh, we are. (laughs) International superstars. Bye. Bye.